Hello, everyone. We are back with the Crossover Across Time podcast. Uh, it is Monday of week four, and since it's a Monday, you know what that means. We are joined by uh, my good friend, Wyatt. He's our Monday co-host. Wyatt, how you doing? I'm doing well. It's been a nice week. Had a good weekend. That's yeah. great. What, what'd you do this weekend? This weekend, I mostly just got to relax. For once, I didn't have any uh, tests or big assignments coming up, so I got to hang out with the with my wife and the new baby so that's good man (laughs) that's always nice to be able to relax and yeah Wyatt of course uh a fairly recent new father that's always exciting right (laughs) it is exciting (laughs) yeah I had kind of the polar opposite weekend uh as I mentioned last week I'm I moved into a new apartment and so uh pretty hectic with that today I've worked a lot about uh work worked a lot on getting furniture arranged so we're getting there with the apartment it's definitely a work in progress but it's good to be back with the podcast and good to be able to focus on the nba and nba action and getting caught up on what happened so let's jump right into it with our game summaries firstly on uh let's see it was friday's show um i thought i didn't do a show friday I'm already confused. Anyways, um, we had a couple of games, just a couple of games on Friday. Um, let me double check to make sure that that's correct. See, I, I took all the time to to get the show organized, and I'm already confused. And that was Thursday of last week. Okay, all right. Let me see if I can recover. Thursday last week, uh, the Magic and the Warriors played. Uh, caught the highlights after the fact. Jalen Suggs had a big game, kind of a breakout game. Uh, of course, he was the he was a lottery pick in this not last draft, but the draft before. He's in his sophomore year. So the Warriors lost again on that Thursday game. Kind of the question there, are the Warriors all right? And we can talk more about that in a bit. Uh, let's see Friday what there might have been. Yeah, looks like I got, got mixed up on these <laughs> games to summarize, so apologize for that but friday's slate uh just looking at it right away as far as games that stand out pacers narrowly beat the heat two teams that are kind of trying to find their footing in the eastern conference uh Knicks beat the sixers nets beat the wizards big and that actually included a pretty big highlight i'm not sure if you saw why i just barely caught up on it durant with a a crossover on Daniel Gafford, probably going to be in the running for play of the year. Uh, Gafford does the splits. It's pretty, pretty severe crossover there. Uh, but the Nets win that hmm. one big 128 to 86. Uh, Celtics beat the Bulls at home. Grizzlies beat the Hornets. Uh, Mavericks won a close game against the Raptors. This is a little bit, cl- again, a little bit quicker than I planned on going through these, but um it is what it is. And then the Jazz beat the Lakers. Um, we'll try not to enjoy that too much, but <laughs> <laughs> so that was Friday. Okay. Sorry. Running through Friday's action real quick. Um, let's get to Saturday where I had a little bit more planned. The Kings and the Magic had a overtime game. Again, those are two teams that are struggling towards the bottom of, I believe, both of our power rankings. But uh, the Kings, let's see, the Magic storm back at the end of overtime to tie it with a crazy, you know, turnover and a layup. And then right after no timeouts, De'Aaron Fox pushes it up the court and drains a three 
from the logo. I mean, it was just a crazy game. Uh, Fox finishes with 37 points. Bancaro, 33 points, 16 rebounds. 16 rebounds. Jeez. Um, what was the other games we've got here? Another noteworthy game. Hawks beat the Pelicans at home, 124 to 121. That was another overtime matchup. Trey Young finished with 34 points, 10 assists. Strong game from him. Uh, the Bucks at home versus the Thunder. No Giannis, no problem. They still win 108 to 94. Bobby Portis plays a strong game, 12 points, but 21 rebounds. Great game for him. Uh, and then Suns versus the Trailblazers. They've played a ton early in the season. And the Suns get a win at home, 102 to 82. That might have been the second game of a back-to-back and yes it was the trailblazers won the first of that back-to-back they also had a back-to-back in portland so those teams have already played four times you imagine they won't play uh the rest of the year then looking at sunday's games to get us fully caught up on the weekend action we had four games sunday uh two that i want to uh, highlight the cavaliers beat the lakers to continue their streak they are 8-1 and one as of yesterday, 114-100. to 100. Donovan Mitchell, 33 points, keeping the Cavaliers going strong. And then finally, the Jazz beat the Clippers. So their two-game L.A. stand, uh, they win both of those games, and they are 8-3. and three. And we can talk a little bit more about them in a second. Um, let's jump back to that Friday game and talk a little bit more about the Warriors. I, of course, I was talking to Wyatt. I have the current Warriors game as they're playing the Kings pulled up right now and they're struggling in that game as well. Uh, your thoughts kind of as you're getting a little bit caught up on what's happened in the NBA action and on the Warriors struggling, is that surprising? Maybe do we have some thoughts on why that might be? It's a little surprising for me. I I mean, I'm not a Warriors fan, but I mean, we can't argue with last year and how that turned out for them. Mm-hmm. But I think the there's still some uh maybe discord in the in the relationships in the team. Mm. Um the drama between I know we talked about this in two weeks ago, the last Monday, the drama between Jordan Poole and Draymond Green mm-hmm. and how they you know say everything's good, but I don't know, I think that's a kind of a hard thing to recover from in just a few weeks. Uh, we know from our experience as jazz fans that Gobert and uh, Donovan Mitchell never really were the same after their whole spat about uh, the COVID, um, how Gobert treated COVID. And, you know, then obviously Donovan Mitchell ended up getting sick and kind of blamed that on Gobert. And I think that there's some lingering feelings there that's probably contributing to the uh, embarrassing performance that we're seeing from the warriors right now Mm -hmm. and then there's go ahead oh i was just gonna say i think you're you're definitely right about that was there another point you wanted to add with the warriors i was just gonna say and then just it's preseason or or early season not preseason anymore and you know it seems like sometimes these really like heavy hitter teams kind of start off a little rocky at the start of the season you know Mm-hmm. Everyone's kind of figuring out how they fit together, which didn't expect to be as big of a problem for the Warriors this year, uh, since they, you know, they didn't have huge all-star movement um, to or from their team. But 
might just be a simple fact that they don't care super like a ton <laughs> right now, you know, wait until the playoffs. Yeah, no, I think that's a fair point. And uh, yeah, there's definitely, you know, your contending teams will, there's a tendency to come out a little bit slow. Uh, makes me think of with the NFL, you know, they talk about the, the Super Bowl hangover, right? And it's, yeah, we don't usually see that to the same extent uh, in the NBA, but you know, every once in a while. Uh, of course, looking at their current record, they're three and seven, which is 13th in the Western Conference. Um, even if they do have a lot of inner turmoil, which I think is certainly a valid point, you can't expect that record to hold up for too much longer as far as place in the West. You have to think they'll they'll start moving up. And the question is, are they, you know, still like a lock for a top four or five seed? You know, and that's certainly a conversation we can have. Uh, and you also made a great point about their roster. Um, you would think there wouldn't be as much, um, you know, trying to figure figure things out because they have not had a lot of great big turnover. Uh, you know, they bring in a couple of free agent signings, Dante DiVincenzo, Jamichael Green, uh, some more kind of role player type players rather than a big name star. Um, and then they, you know, have a draft draft guy a couple two-way contracts otherwise their roster is pretty much the same with the exception of regaining james wiseman from his injury last season um so yeah you would think with little roster turnover they should be doing a lot better um but yeah outside of the jordan pool draymond incident it's hard to really identify a lot of other things that would be causing the warriors so much issue um yeah Looking at their schedule again, so they're playing the Kings tonight. They're currently down seven, uh, about halfway through the fourth. Look at their upcoming schedule. They will play Cleveland in Golden State, and then they will go on the road to Sacramento. And then the very next day, they'll be home against the Spurs. So back-to-back there. Then they're on the road against the Phoenix Suns, of course, the top team in the Western Conference. Um Looking at those next few games, do you think there's a chance for them to maybe kind of get right, um, maybe string together a couple wins, and then be in a position to to show a team like Phoenix that they're they're in that top group? Um, or do you think the current trend they might be, you know, this this trend might continue? What are your thoughts? Uh, it's hard to say. I think that you know that if they play a a little bit more. Uh, competitive team and they might have a chance to change the trend mm. but honestly i'm thinking it's going to continue for another week or two if i gotcha. just uh if i were betting money that's that's probably what i would say right i i think it's fair you know and and again they haven't really showed us a lot of reason to make make us think that 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 would change you know right and yeah it is early but it's you know we're an eighth of the way through the season already, you know, 10 games in. And so, um, so definitely something to keep an eye out for, you know, I don't, we we probably shouldn't say it's time to hit the panic button in golden state. That's probably a bit too rash, but there's definitely cause for concern. Right. So we'll, we'll keep updated on, on the warriors, of course, how they do with that, that generational talent and Curry and, Clay and Draymond, you know, and the accomplishments they've had, we'll we'll always keep updated on them. Um, but we'll see what that story is as the season goes on. Um, 
on the sw- flip side of that game from last Thursday, or yeah, Thursday, the Magic versus the Warriors, how about Paolo Bancaro? I mean, the, here's a guy to steal a, a Chris Collinsworth bit. Uh, here's a guy who's <laughs> 10 games in. He started all 10 games for Orlando up to this point. Uh, about 35 minutes a game, averaging 23 points, eight and a half rebounds, three and a half assists, and a block. I mean, his three-point percentage is not great, or is his field goal percentage, but even then he's still averaging 23 points. You can imagine as he gets more efficient and even more comfortable as an NBA player, those points are going to go up. Um, Do you think – would it be outlandish to say he's – maybe the best rookie since, uh, you know, Blake Griffin, maybe even since a LeBron James kind of, what are your thoughts on, on Bancaro and his hot start to his rookie year? Um, I think it's impressive. I, I haven't actually watched a lot of his highlights or him play, mm-hmm. but you know, I think, I think that he could be comparable to Blake Griffin I don't know if I'd go as far as LeBron. I think next year we might see something more like that with Victor uh, Wembanyama. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't know. You know, rookies are so interesting because you you have these huge uh, players that are going to be phenomenal, and then they totally flop, and then you have some a little more discreet players that come out of the woodwork on fire. You know, so. I don't know. It's hard to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I think that's fair. Um, well, and you, yeah, if we want to compare him to a Blake Griffin, I think that's certainly fair as far as the the physical impressiveness. That's something that's really yeah, impressed man. me with Bancaro, you know, and, and certainly that goes for LeBron too, but, but especially coming out of the gate, LeBron was, was strong, but not like, you know, a, a real built presence like kind of Blake was and right. and that's Ben Caro. Yeah, yeah, or or a Zion Williamson, you know. So mm-hmm. but that's been Ben Caro. I've been so impressed with his his physicality. He's unafraid to take it inside. Uh, and he's got some kind of veteran almost similar to a veteran savvy with the finishes as as well as that strength. Um of course he's still learning, he's still developing, but but he's certainly been impressive. Um and again, I'm sure we'll keep up with him. Um, you mentioned not having seen a lot of him. I think that's fair. You know, there's not a lot of people tuning into the Orlando Magic to to watch. <laughs> <Right>. it. <laughs> but yeah. No offense to any Magic fans out there. You know, it's just they're they're still building. You know, but I like their their talent pool. I think they've got a good thing going in Orlando. Um, I think that's really as far as teams. Let, let's actually talk a little bit. We've tried to hesitate from talking too much about them because we are a little biased, but let's talk about the Jazz. You know what? They've earned it. They have been stellar at the gate, technically record-wise right now since the – let's see, did they lose tonight? Hold on. Sorry, the the Suns, not the Jazz. Um, I mean, look, yeah, the Suns lost their game tonight against the 76ers, which means the Jazz are number one in the Western Conference with an 8-3 and three record. No one saw that coming. <laughs> nope. <laughs> um, let's talk about the Jazz. What are your thoughts on on this team and how they're playing? I think I just will echo Donovan. You know, they got some hoopers. The <laughs> Jazz do. <laughs> uh, oh, man. 
Yeah, I don't know. Good. These guys are awesome, you know, but again, I can't get my hopes up because it's not going <laughs> to go anywhere in the playoffs. But it, isn't it fun to watch a bunch of like, I mean, you have a handful of veterans that are, mm-hmm. you know, some call washed up. And then you have a bunch of pretty young, inexperienced guys as far as, uh, you know, championships and even playoffs goes. And they're mm-hmm. kind of taking it to these, you know, super teams. So yeah. it's been, it, it's, it's, it makes me feel proud regardless of the eventual outcome, which we know is going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think we, we all just kind of keep waiting. Okay. So when are they actually going to like, you know, come down to reality and start, you know, losing some games. And again, they're an eighth of the way in, it's still early, but they've kept it going for, for three weeks now, you know, and they've yeah, played some games, you know, yeah, they've played some some good teams, some bad teams. I mean, you know, it's been a mixed mixed schedule, but I don't know. And and you know, you got to give credit to to the new coach, Will Hardy. Yeah, he's got something going that's that's working. Whether that's you know, I'm sure there's probably some carryover from what Quinn Snyder was doing in terms of, of course, personnel with Conley and Clarkson. Um, you know, whether there's some already established things that he's just built on or if he's brought in some sort of whole new system but you know he's got this team playing together they there's not really of course like a big star it just seems like a lot of guys who maybe there's a chip on their shoulder you know like there's that right that group where it's like they're all kind of castoffs and you know they were traded for you know you think about the the timberwolves guys it's like oh vanderbilt um balmaro uh walker kessler all you know all these guys oh you're just a lump group so we can get gobert or you know the Cavs side of it you know oh we'll give you sexton and um marketing you know those two especially have been huge right yeah yeah absolutely and and you know i would say that you know lots of these low uh budget players are outperforming at least gobert i mean gobert's kind of been embarrassing with the timberwolves it's (laughs) it's uh yeah, I mean, Markinen has been consistently one of our top performers. Yeah. And we're on our way, you know, to beating the Jazz or to beating the Lakers again tonight. Yeah. Uh, I was just gonna mention that. The uh the Jazz are leading that game at home against the Lakers one twenty two to one oh six. Um of course that was actually a, a news point. I'll bring that up right now. Um LeBron is not playing that game, he's out with foot soreness. Um, definitely not just resting that game. Um, <laughs> not going to accuse any players of, of anything. <laughs> we'll move on. Um, but yeah, the it's just been awesome to watch. I was bringing up Markinen's stats. I mean, he's easily having the best season of his career up to this point. Yeah, twenty about twenty two points, nine and a half boards, uh, and he's playing within the team too. He's more than doubled his career high for a season you know average in assists again it's early but his percentages are pretty great even though his three-point shooting isn't that hot um but the team as a whole has just really has really gelled very quickly and it's just been really exciting to watch 
Um, the only downside is they're wearing some crap uniforms while they're doing <laughs> it. But <laughs> you're not a fan I, of the gold on black, huh? Or the yellow on black? Yeah, I was gonna say gold has given it some credit. That is yeah. some. <laughs> it's definitely some, like mustardy. <laughs> it's must yellow. mustard kind of highlighter yellow. It's yeah. uh, that yeah yellow uniform with the black text is just at- atrocious. Um, did you notice by the way when they announced the new uniforms? Did you ever see the video when they unveiled those? I did not. Oh, okay, so they, you know, the jerseys leaked like two or three weeks actually might've been more before they announced it officially and everyone on the internet like trashed it. Right. (laughs) These uniforms suck. Understandably. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's like, they look like practice jerseys, you know, all that stuff. And so the jazz, like, you know, PR or whoever was like, Oh crap, we got a, we got a disaster on our hands, you know? So when they do the video to officially unveil it, they lead with purple is back we're bringing back the throwbacks the mountain uniforms uh-huh. in the court how about that oh by the way here's the other the new uniforms um <laughs> and so <That's> <laughs> like seriously and uh i saw something where the nike the way the nike has set up like their uniforms and like their requirements you have once you have a new uniform set you have to wear it for at least like three or four seasons which I don't understand because they have new uh, city jerseys for every team every flipping year. Right. So anyways, I could I could rant. I could do a whole separate podcast about NBA uniforms, (laughs) but (laughs) the average viewer does not want to listen to that. And rightfully so. So we'll move on. Um, (laughs) Let's go ahead and segue into our key news. Um, Of course, with Monday um it's 10 o'clock monday night so this is after the fact but all the monday games all 15 games every team in the nba played tonight um and all those games are broadcast free on the nba website uh because it's the eve of election day uh Ah. and so with that tomorrow on actual election day they will not have any nba games it's part of their initiative to help people get out and vote, not have an excuse to to not go out and vote. So that, that's a pretty cool thing for them to be doing. Yeah. Um, let's see, other news stuff. So this is kind of summarizing from the weekend. Uh, Nikola Jokic passed Wilt Chamberlain for most triple doubles by a center with 79. Wow. Uh, I believe that was Friday night. So Jokic, again, the back-to-back MVP, doing incredible things there. Um one last tidbit, uh, why I might not have mentioned this to you, but with the podcast, we have a, a sh- we're trying to limit our talk about the Brooklyn Nets because I've ranted on them a little bit too long in other episodes. But uh, we will mention this bit about Kyrie Irving. Uh, Nike has suspended their relationship with Kyrie Irving, and they're halting the release of the Kyrie Apes because of his issues with the anti-Semitic. Uh, uh, promotion and the whole story. I'm sure you've heard all about it, so we'll move on. Uh, this was an interesting story that came up. Spencer Dinwiddie uh, accuses Tony Brothers, the NBA referee, of using profanity after calling him with a technical foul. So what, from what I read in the headline, basically, uh, Tony Brothers called Spencer Dinwiddie for a technical foul. And um, I guess, you know, Dinwiddie protested the call or whatever, 
And Tony Brothers was talking to one of Dinwiddie's teammates on the Mavericks and uh, used some profanity to describe Spencer Dinwiddie. I won't, you know, paraphrase paraphrase what he said, but it was kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, if you if you have any, you know, side comments on any of these news stories as we go on, go ahead and uh, let me know. But uh, okay. we'll jump to let's see, Jimmer for debt. Positive news for Jimmer fans. Yes, Jimmer's still alive and well. He's uh, with Team USA, won FIBA's 3 by 3 America Cup gold medal. I think that's a new uh, a new kind of event that they're doing. Let me double check on that. Um, so he went to gold medal for them. Uh, I think it's just like three-on-three basketball, pretty much. Um so that's pretty cool to hear that they were able to, to win that. Let's see. Yeah. I, yeah. So you have like a four man roster, three can play and then one sub. So that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, okay. So we have some injury, a couple injury news bits uh, for, let's see. So we'll start with this one. I guess in tonight's game, they, the Phoenix suns played, Chris Paul exited early with a possible heel injury. And this is a team that's already dealing with some injury issues, mainly Cameron Johnson, who had been starting for them at power forward. He will have surgery on a torn meniscus in the right knee. He'll be out indefinitely. That'll be a huge hit for them. He'd been starting at power forward for them in the place of Jay Crowder, who I guess their relationship has soured with Jay Crowder. Um, Let's latch on to that for a bit uh, and see if we can talk about it. The Suns and these potential injury issues. Uh, how do you feel about that for the Suns going forward? Well, the Chris Paul thing is kind of uh, concerning if you're a Suns fan, especially with his uh, age, you know, it's harder to kind of bounce back and, mm-hmm. you know, he's a crucial uh, part of that team uh, for being successful. I think being uh, this injury ridden already in the year, uh, the Suns team as a whole, that's kind of concerning for their chances at, you know, making a run in the playoffs. And uh, frankly, Chris Paul's dreams of ever winning a championship. Mm-hmm. So each year it just gets less likely. And, uh, you know, you hate to see, you hate to see a bunch of injuries kind of ruining a team season, but yeah. hopefully they, you know, they really rest everyone and get them uh, healed up for the remainder of the season. But, you know, like you said, they already got Cameron Johnson gone for the season. So, yeah. Yeah. It's a big uh, cause for concern for Phoenix. And I think it's odd that Jay Crowder, who was such a, a key starter for that finals team, they suddenly have some sort of issue internally and they're you know looking that they have to like trade him it's just kind of a bizarre thing i mean this is a guy who uh he started in the finals for uh miami the year they played the lakers in the bubble and then the very next year he started for phoenix when they went to the finals you know this is a guy who plays very well uh as just a glue piece you know like a solid player and they've lost him because of whatever issues are on there and now they lose Cameron Johnson. So they start, it looks like they started Tory Craig at power forward for this game. And Craig's a fine player, but he's 
definitely a weaker player than those two. So yeah, I think it's a big concern. And and you made a great point that with every year that passes, it's harder and harder for Chris Paul to potentially reach that, you know, that championship that he's chased for so long. And, you know, it won't be too much longer before he's probably having to to hang it up and, and that's going to cause probably a big shakeup for Phoenix. So right. uh, definitely something we'll, we'll keep an eye out on uh, as the season progresses. Um, a couple more injury points. Uh, Damian Lillard and Anthony Simons are both, uh, both returned in tonight's game. Uh, let's see, who do they play tonight? They play, uh, they played the heat. They beat the heat. So that's, uh, good for Portland. Oh, I did actually get a notification uh, about a game winner. So uh, something we'll talk about. Actually, we can mention it right now. The plan I think that will work best for us is tomorrow's show, Tuesday's show. Since we won't have any games that night, we'll focus mainly Tuesday on summarizing all 15 of these games uh, as best we can. So we won't talk too much about tonight's games, but we'll talk a little bit uh, when necessary. And then, of course, the LeBron thing I mentioned previously, he did not play tonight versus Utah. Um, right. All right. So the last couple of bits for, of news from today, uh, Durant. So Kevin Durant and Paul George were named the uh, Eastern Conference and Western Conference, respectively, players of the week for week three. And we can talk a little bit more about them when we talk about our week three MVP uh, and lastly, going back to the LeBron discussion, we'll just give a quick update on the LeBron scoring tracker that you can find this on the NBA website. Um, of course, a storyline that will be following throughout the season as he chases Kareem Abdul-Jabbar for number one on the all-time points scored for a career. Um, he has 1,106 points to go. So I thought it might be nice to give us a quick update on that. Um with that, we'll go ahead and jump to game previews for this week. So that's Monday through Friday. Again, we won't preview Monday since we uh, are going to summarize those games tomorrow. And there are no games for tomorrow because it is Election Day. So just a few games to highlight here. Wednesday, we'll have a 13-game slate, almost a full slate of games. ESPN will be playing two games, uh, each of them battles of specific cities. So firstly, the New York Knicks will be, will be playing at the Brooklyn Nets in Brooklyn. Uh, so the battle of the, the New York area, uh, the boroughs, whatever you want to call it. And then after that, the Lakers are at the Clippers. So the battle of Los Angeles there. Uh, so those are the two ESPN games for Wednesday. Uh, a few other games to look out for on Wednesday's slate, the Utah Jazz at the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, two winning record teams could be interesting to see there. Uh, the New Orleans Pelicans at the Chicago Bulls. And finally, the Phoenix Suns at the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, a few other games on that Wednesday slate that could be entertaining games. Uh, on the Thursday slate, NBA TV will have the 76ers at the Atlanta Hawks. Um one more game I wanted to highlight, a little bit of an unconventional pick, uh, a divisional matchup. The Charlotte Hornets are visiting the Miami Heat. Miami's had a bit of a rougher start to the year, and Charlotte isn't doing ultra great themselves. It'll be interesting to see those teams going at each other, seeing if they can find a little bit more rhythm. Uh, finally, some Friday games to look out for. On NBA TV, the Denver Nuggets are at the Boston Celtics, and the ESPN game for that day, 
the Minnesota Timberwolves are at the Memphis Grizzlies. And finally, one more game to look out for. The Cleveland Cavaliers visit the Golden State Warriors. Uh, so that's interesting to take the the top team in the West or, or the East right now and see if the Warriors can start trying to build a little bit momentum there. Uh, any of those games kind of jump out to you that are anything we'd want to talk about, any of those teams, or does that just kind of sound like a good slate of games? I'm excited for the the Nuggets and Celtics game. Yeah. Uh, I think that'll be a, a really good game. It'll be fun to see what the result of that is because you know both really strong team both definitely contenders this year Mm -hmm. uh it's always fun to see how the contenders match up against each other early on and kind of make predictions for how the playoffs are going to go even though they tend to not uh (laughs) the predictions tend to not amount to much you know yeah this early on still fun though yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I think that's a good point, you know, both being contenders. They currently have the same record at 6-3. and three. Mm-hmm. Um, Boston got off to a real strong start and then has slumped slightly. They're still real, doing pretty well. Nuggets got off to a little bit of a rougher start. Of course, they lost the opener to the Jazz, but then have since gained some, you know, solid footing. Of course, it's kind of the the star matchup, right? You know, Jokic versus Tatum, two of the best players, top 10, top 15 players in the league right now. Right. Um, so, yeah, I think that's a great pick. For me, um, I, I think that ESPN game from later that day on Friday, Timberwolves and Grizzlies, that's an interesting one. You know, you talk about those two franchises. Historically, those franchises have not been consistently winning franchises. Right. Yeah, they've had they've had their moments here and there, especially Minnesota. I believe they have uh, the overall worst winning percentage for a franchise. But within the last couple of years, they've both been building um, either through the draft or through trades and free agency, uh, especially Minnesota on the, the trade side of that with the Gobert trade. Um, so I think that could be fun seeing those teams that have had some historic struggles but are now doing really well to watch them play against each other um, and see how that game goes. So I think that's a great, uh, both of those games on Friday are really going to be ones to watch out for. Definitely. Um, Yeah. So let's jump into power rankings. We've only got a couple more segments for today's show. Uh, I think we're doing pretty good time-wise, a little bit better than we have in the past. But let me, let's have you start with your power rankings. Uh, I know that you didn't have a ton of time to, get your rankings pulled together, but just kind of walk me through what you're thinking with some of these teams and, and how they're doing. Okay. Yeah. So as you can see, I uh, still have bucks and Celtics as one and two, same as last week. Mm. Uh, you know, they, the Celtics have been struggling a little bit lately. Got a couple of, I mean, you know, they're on a winning streak now, but you know, they, they had a couple of games there that were, not great. So I think it's within every team's right to have a rough uh streak early on mm. in the season, you know. And I, I still think that they're a great team. They got great players. I think they're gonna be right near the top. And then of course you can't argue with the Bucks, you know, nine and one, uh looking great still. Uh yeah. Well nine and oh even. I they, they have yet to or did they lose tonight? They lost tonight. Oh, yeah. 
I didn't catch that. Ooh, who did they lose to? Uh, oh, the Hawks. The Hawks, yeah. Oh, so. no. <laughs> yeah, that happened. Um, yeah. Let's see. The other couple changes I made, I moved the Nuggets up uh, okay. a few slots. I, I put them above Golden State now, actually. Okay. Because of uh, recent events that we have already talked about mm. with the Warriors. How uh, about uh, how about Cleveland, the current eight and one team? Is that a team? Because yeah. again, I know you're kind of in a rush to update this. Maybe just right. That that was an overlook. I'd say I I probably would move them up above the Grizzlies. Uh, probably okay. not for the Mavericks yet. Oh, um, interesting. Okay. I I just think, you know, the Mavericks their record isn't as good. But I think that they are going to be more consistent throughout the season. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I think I think the Cavs are on a bit of a streak that may not hold out. Okay. So you uh, so you'd have them in the top ten, but maybe not ultra high. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, you know the Mavericks. I, I actually would probably move them up as well. I'd probably move both the Mavericks and the the Cavs up a couple spots and bump the Sixers down. Okay. Because you know the Luka Doncic has played so phenomenally last the last week. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um we'll of course talk about him a little bit later as well with uh MVP uh but but season long MVP, he's also gotta be in the conversation for right for that right now. So that's a great yeah. point. Um, yeah, any other points before I kind of jump in with my thoughts on my power rankings? Um, I I just got to say I moved the Jazz up a few spots, you know. Okay. Can't be uh, – can't ignore what they've done. <laughs> All the way up to 21. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know I, I just don't want to break my own heart again. So, <laughs> I, of course, their record warrants the, a higher positioning right now, but – yeah. You know, I just I'm hesitant to give it out. <laughs> you know, I uh, I relate too well to that point. But <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'll go ahead if you're cool. I will jump into my power rankings again. I kind of similarly I rushed into ranking these as best I could based on kind of overall record, recent trends, um, hopefully being on top of things. Um, but we'll see. So. For my power rankings, I keep the Bucks at the top. I think that's, you know, even though they've lost their first game, um, you know, they're still the best team in the NBA at the current moment. Nine and one. Great start for them. Um, I've moved Cleveland all the way up to two. Now, I kind of agree. I think that I don't think they're quite the second best team in the East. I think that's, you know, within the next year or two with that talent. And maybe they're just ahead of schedule and maybe they stick uh, this high in the power rankings. But I think there is also the potential for them to come back down to earth, kind of like we think with the Jazz, um, and for them to be a little bit more, you know, fourth or fifth best team in the East, maybe third, you know, still really good, but not quite second best team in the NBA. But I won't deny what they've done so far. I'll put them up there. Uh, Phoenix drops down a spot three. They might drop more if they continue to have injury issues, which could lead to losing some games. Uh, number four, I'm going to put the Jazz at number four. You know, I, I hear you that we can't get our hopes up, but you know what? 
we we don't have a lot to celebrate at the moment so well we worry about not having a lot to celebrate but we got to celebrate what we can and the hot start that they've had yeah. again they just i just barely got a notification they did beat the lakers so they are 9 yep. and 3 9 and 3 they've won 75% of their games we're keeping them at number 4 hopefully they stay there for the rest of the season i doubt they do um <laughs> Memphis at five. Yeah, un- unfortunately. Um, let's see. Five through seven. I've got Memphis, Boston, Portland. Uh, they're all teams who have had hot starts and then lot, you know, dropped a few. Um, and they all each have a you know top ten player in the league. Memphis with John Morant, Boston with Tatum, Portland with Lillard, who again, as I mentioned, is is back from a short injury hiatus. Same thing for Denver at number eight, Jokic leading the charge for them. Uh, I have Atlanta and Dallas at nine and 10, uh, followed by Toronto and New Orleans. Um, I'll kind of talk real quick. The biggest uh, drops as far as teams dropping. The Bulls drop from seven to 13. That's a pretty big drop for them. Yeah. Uh, the Warriors, I dropped them from 16 all the way to 24. I had them as the 24th team. In the NBA again, I fully expect them to rise back up from that, but they're three and seven. You know, uh, potentially what three and eight? Did they? Let's see. Did that game finish up? Um, um it has not. Oh, they they won. They're four and seven. Now. Oh, there you go. They pulled it together. See, so yeah, they yep. they they'll probably be climbing up the rankings, but uh, still, they've they've had a struggle uh, to the start of the season. Again, I expect they can have every potential to bring that back. Um, the Lakers stay at 28. I'll try not to take too much joy in that. <laughs> Brooklyn does rise. I uh, brought the Nets up from 26 to 21. They've strung together some wins thanks to Kevin Durant. And again, we'll talk about him in just a second with our MVP discussion, uh, MVP for the week. Um yeah, I think that kind of summarizes. And then you have teams kind of hovering in the middle, the Knicks, the Pacers, the Heat, Clippers, you know, teams that are kind of uh, inconsistent, trying to find that rhythm in the season. Um, but that kind of covers everything for power rankings. Anything you wanted to talk about with my uh, with my power rankings and where, where teams are at? Uh, I think yours more accurately uh... – kind of display the the recent <laughs> uh performances you know i it's apparent that i've had a hard time letting go of some of my uh biases for how i think things are going <laughs> to end up rather than uh how i am current you know how they're currently performing so right no you know i think it's all good because we're kind of you know at that way uh, with that different outlook we have you know, different ways of doing the power rankings. We're not just agreeing all the time. Like I'm, right. you know, a little more in the moment. You're talking about what you think long-term will be a little bit more of a sustainable trend. So I think both are valid ways of, of looking at the power rankings. Um, but regardless, I think that kind of takes care of our power rankings for this week. Again, when we do Monday's show next week, we'll have week four power rankings. Um, so of course be tuned to that as well as the remaining shows for this week. Uh, we have one more big segment before we kind of wrap up the show. Uh, of course we introduced this two weeks ago, every Monday we will anoint a MVP for the previous week. 
the week one MVP we ended up deciding was John Morant for the hot start the Grizzlies had. Not as hard, hot as some other teams, but still a great start, and his numbers were incredible. The week two MVP, thanks to the early beginnings of their streak, Donovan Mitchell was our pick. Uh, this time we have not made our minds up yet as to what that MVP is, but we have 10 players I've picked um, based on their individual points scored as well as their team record during the past week, week three. And I have made up a table of the points as well as rebounds, assists, steals, blocks, turnovers, those kinds of things, including their team record. And we're going to look through and give our thoughts and come to a consensus for our week three MVP. And they'll be uh, bestowed the week three MVP trophy, which we got for $2 at a thrift store. So <laughs> everything to play for here. Um, looking at the table. So I'll go ahead and list the names we've got. Uh, while Wyatt, you maybe kind of take a look. Maybe you've already got a couple names in mind, but um, firstly, Luka Doncic, his team was 2-0 and in week three, and he averaged 34 points along with six boards, eight assists. Great numbers for him. Paul George uh, joins this conversation since the Clippers went 3-1, and a great stretch for them, 32 points, uh, six boards, six assists, two steals. Doncic also had two steals, so similar stat lines for them. Durant able to pull the Nets out of the – kind of towards the bottom tier of the East, get them more into the play-in and playoff type conversation, a three-and-one stretch for them. 31 points, nine boards, six assists, two blocks, showing off that that length with the defense, not just the offense. Giannis goes 3-0. and uh, Of course, the Bucks were undefeated before today. Uh, nearly 30 points, 11 boards, keeping up his usual Giannis-type stat line. Uh, and then Hatem is the fifth guy I've listed, two and one in that stretch. 29 points, nine boards, six assists, two blocks, and a steal. Great defensive numbers for Tatum along with the scoring. Um, just the last five names we've also thrown in the conversation, Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland from the Cavs. Of course, the Cavs went 2-0 and oh in that stretch. DeJounte Murray, 2-1 and one with the Hawks. Desmond Bain, 3-0 and for the Grizzlies. You might have Morant instead of Bain. You know, that's a fair conversation, but I think we might pick another guy regardless. And then Jalen Brown threw him in there as well, 2-1 and in that stretch. Okay, Wyatt, let's hear your thoughts first as far as who you might pick for a week three MVP here. Yeah, so initial um, kind of gut reaction is Luka Doncic. Yeah. Uh, he's, you know, he's leading in points. He is up there in rebounds. I mean, six and a half rebounds uh, per game, which, you know, not as much as Durant, Giannis, you know, Jason Tatum, but he also is significantly, you know, smaller than these other guys. Yeah. He's, you know, got eight and a half assists a game, which is significantly more than anyone else, except for, you know, a couple of the point guards we have on the list, Garland and Murray. Yeah. So, you know, he's he's really kind of he's doing what a small forward does. He's getting solid stats in, you know, a number of the categories. You know, yeah. a, a little high on the turnovers. Uh but he's he's got a cup 
you know, two and a half steals a game, which is impressive. Mm. Of course, his blocks are kind of crap, but uh, I think he's playing phenomenally. And then, you know, another name that really stands out here, honestly, Paul George and Kevin Durant both do, but Kevin Durant is is kind of carrying the nets, which, you know, he he's had to do in the past as well, but especially with Irving being out right now, it's uh it's impressive that they've gone three and one the last week, mm. largely due to Kevin Durant shouldering that that push, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Um for me, I would mention you know, make sure we keep Giannis in this conversation. Of course, he's a two time uh regular season MVP himself. Um you know, he, he brings it defensively as well as, you know, scoring and rebounding. And even his assists are pretty good. But I would echo what you said with Durant. You know, he's looking through this list. He's really kind of the one that jumps out for me. I mean, you know, he's doing the scoring. We know him as an elite scorer in not only the current NBA, but the history of the NBA. His scoring ability is matched by very few uh, but he's, you know, playing a, com- a pretty complete game, you know, nine boards with his height. You know, that's great to see him working on the rebounds like that. Six and right. a half assists. He's it's it's not just his scoring. You know, he's getting teammates involved and he's he's playing that de- defensive end, too. You know, he's nearly two blocks again, utilizing his height, which we don't always see from him on the defensive end. Mm-hmm. Um, just not a specialty. And, uh, you know, turnovers and personal fouls, I think, compared to some of the other guys here, he's he's doing pretty good, you know. Right. Uh, about four turnovers a game, only two fouls, you know. That is better than either Doncic or Paul George. So, yeah. you know, he's, he's playing winning basketball. And these other guys are too, but he's just a little bit better on the turnover and the, the personal fouls and things like that. Um. Yeah, so are we kind of both leaning Durant? What do you think? Yeah, I think that's a great uh, great choice for the MVP of the week. Um, okay. Just a, a thought on Paul George, not not to push him as a candidate. I think uh, I think Kevin Durant's a solid choice for this week. Mm-hmm. But just as a – just kind of a thought about him this season. You know, he's not been playing great the last couple of seasons, mm-hmm. you know, and it's – it's just nice to – it's refreshing to see him, you know, in our conversation for a week, week's MVP because, uh, you know, I'd like to see him get back to, you know, the Paul George of old being, a, you know, a major all-star, you know, mm-hmm. being someone that was really a threat every time he stepped on the court. And, you know, unfortunately, as Jazz fans, we saw that once in the <clears throat> game – in the playoffs, you know, <laughs> where he decided <laughs> yeah. to to be phenomenal after having a terrible uh, playoff run when they played us, but yeah, you know, <clears throat> hopefully he gets a little bit more consistent this this year. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, and I think that's a good point. You look back to his last year in OKC. You know, he was in the MVP conversation that year. He had a great year, twenty eight points. Uh, eight boards, four assists, two steals. I mean, he was phenomenal. And Westbrook played more of a supporting role that year. And, but then he gets injured right before the playoffs. And that was a series against the trailblazers and Lillard hits 
one of the all-time great game winners and waves goodbye. And, and since then, you know, and since his LA, uh, his Clippers time, he's been solid, but yeah, like you say, not exactly the same player. And especially in the playoffs, he's been very hit or miss, usually a little more miss. So I I agree that it is great to see him stepping things up, um, you know, being in the conversation for an MVP of the week. I think that's great to see. Um, but it sounds like we have uh, kind of our consensus. So officially for week three, we anoint Kevin Durant, the MVP of week three. Congratulations, Kevin. Uh, your trophy will be ready to pick up tomorrow. Um, we expect you <laughs> We expect you here. Um, he's never going to hear this. All right. Um, <laughs> so with that, that, finishes up our weekly MVP pick. Let me go ahead and write that down, lock it in. Uh, Kevin Durant. I'm going to go with Kevin. Uh, uh, Sorry. Thinking of stuff, uh, no one's going to know what I'm quoting. But regardless, let's go ahead and close with our uh, This Day in History fact for November 7th. So 1959, November 7th of 1959, Philadelphia Warriors rookie Wilt Chamberlain and Boston Celtics star and former MVP Bill Russell face off for the first time. Overall, Chamberlain and Russell would play each other 143 times total, regular season and playoffs combined in their careers. So an Hmm. awesome fact for this day in history, especially this season with all the work that's gone into honoring Bill Russell's legacy, both on and off the court. I think that was a a no-brainer choice for our fact for this day in history um with that we'll go ahead and uh close things out any final thoughts wyatt before we finish up uh not really i'm i'm excited for the the upcoming week again i i'm hoping to to watch some basketball going forward it's been it's been something that i've missed a lot of so uh i'm excited for another week of basketball Absolutely. As am I. And uh, of course, it's been great to to get back onto a consistent schedule with the podcast. We'll be back tomorrow. Uh, Of course, summarizing the games from Monday's slate, since we won't have any games tomorrow, uh, as well as talking about the award chases. Now that we're three plus weeks into the season, we have some more uh, solid stats to go off of when we start talking about preliminary discussions for things like the MVP, the defensive player of the year rookie of the year and things like that. So uh, be prepared for that on tomorrow's show. Otherwise we thank you for listening and we will see you later.